Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. Thanks for listening to The Tour Coach. These are the players, coaches, experts, stories, and insights from my work on the PGA Tour at my retreats or my downtown teaching center in Mobile, Alabama. My goal is to shed light and share insights from the people who I've gotten to know and meet working on the PGA Tour and teach it through my career. And I hope this helps all of us play, coach, and teach better golf. If you like what you hear, please give us a good review and take a look at our new Dew Sweepers YouTube channel or the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, where I've taken some time to share videos of help from my teachings, travels, and journeys. Christmas Eve morning here on the podcast. You guys, I can't believe I could get y'all to do this Christmas Eve morning, but we hadn't done one together, I think, since that one we did at the beginning of the pandemic when we did a Zoom deal. I was looking back trying to think, so it's been a while. But we actually had some folks that had some questions over the last, you know, bit and all that and I th- about us working together as a team and different things, and I thought it'd be interesting. And so I'm going to start with this. One was for each of you guys. How did each of you get into your profession, and how do you want to impact and improve what you, what you, you know, the industry that we're in? Colby, let me start with that with you. Man. What a question. Um, how'd I, sorry, I knew you didn't expect me to actually be prepared this morning. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This, all I mean, this, is, this is good. So, I mean, how'd I get here? Like, um, I guess I just, more than anything, is what I did was I believed in myself. You know, like, I, I've always loved fitness. I was always, you know, fascinated with, with how the human body moved and how it worked. You know, I was born with a, with a severe birth defect where, the doctor said that I wouldn't walk. So at a very early age, like I kind of fell in love with the body and how, how I could get myself better, you know, dealing with surgeries and, and, you know, I've you know, had numerous surgeries on both of my ankles and it was just something that I just gravitated toward. And I mean, it was just in my DNA. So, I mean, I was, I really just locked down and, and just focused on fast forward, or, you know, to, into my early twenties and my, you know, I I really wanted to to do something in that arena. You know, I was in cardiac rehab and I, I moved on to physical therapy, but I was always working in the gyms. Like I would wake up in the morning at four in the morning and then I would go to the hospital and work at the hospital till five that evening. And then I'd go back to the gym and work as a personal trainer till 10 at night. But I knew I wanted to train. I knew I wanted to help as many people as I could. I wanted to make a difference in people's lives from a sports standpoint or just in an everyday life standpoint. Like, I felt like it was just my calling. And when I was 23 years old, I basically mortgaged everything that my parents had, and I opened my first gym. And I basically just put my head down, and and I worked as hard as I could, as long as I could, till you know, fast forward to today, like here we are. So I mean, it's just been an amazing ride, but it's 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 not for, you know, I wouldn't be here for the people. I wouldn't be where I am today without people like you and Dr. Greg who who believed in me and believed in what I was able to do and and to really make an impact in people's lives and make a difference. And that's why I still do it today. Greg, what about you? Awesome. Oh, that's uh, like Colby's. It takes a while to sort of go back and think about that for a second. But, um, I know y'all didn't I, expect me to be prepared. No, you no. I, I was, you know, fascinated. I always, you know, an athlete grown up and, and played team sports and played some golf and sort of fascinated by how some days things would just sort of feel right and easy. And some days 
I just felt like I was constantly getting in my own way, you know, and read some Rotella books when I, I think it was in high school. And those, those appealed to me and thought, wow, there's something to this. Uh, I was a psych major and uh, undergrad in college and was playing sports at the same time and sort of applying some of that stuff and just was sort of fascinated. But back then, there wasn't a whole lot going on in the field of sports psychology. Uh, I had a professor uh, at undergrad that uh, was also an athlete and sort of interested in more from a philosophical standpoint, um, philosophy of sport, not so much the psychology of sport, but you know, when I, I graduated and, and coached in sports and kept active in sort of athletics and, you know, one day out of the blue, a friend of mine called and said there's a master's program in sports psychology at Boston University. And I was working at the school and really enjoyed what I was doing. I thought I'd go for a year and sort of went to this program, was able to have a lot of hours face-to-face with people while I was getting my master's degree, a lot of practice, and then decided to keep going and get my doctorate. And while I was doing that, I was a guidance counselor at a big public school here in Boston. I was getting tons of hours just talking to people and sort of putting it into play some of the stuff that I, I believed in in terms of how it relates to sport and performance. And then when I graduated, just said, hey, I'm open for business. <laughs> and that was it. And, uh, you know, I had a few clients in the golf world early on through some mutual connections. I didn't really design it necessarily to be majority in the golf world. And, uh, you know, through word of mouth, just sort of got more involved in it. And I think a lot of the stuff I believe in and feel that can help others uh, really applies to golf. And I think, you know, you said what we're looking to sort of do with what we, with where we are. And I find that I've sort of moved away from this idea of enhancing performance and helping people just enjoy what they do a little bit more. And if I can do that, then, then that's, that's, that's enough for me because, you know, in any endeavor, it's, it's always more, you know, results, 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 got to win, got to do this, got to do that, which is great. But I think there's a step that comes before that. And that's helping people find some fulfillment and enjoyment in what they do. And usually good things happen after that. You know, and then the next question was, and I'll answer this part was I had somebody come up to me at a, actually at a junior tournament not long ago and was saying they listened to the podcast and they're like, oh, you and Colby and Greg always talk about being a team was like, how did y'all get together? And I always say, well, like mm-hmm. it was Smiley, right? Smiley okay. was the first guy that yeah. so out. And I, I've told this story a bunch of times, Colby, you know, he was coming down and he was working. He would always come to see me in Mobile. Then he'd go work with Colby in Baton Rouge. This was kind of um, college to coming out of college. And then there was the first time I think Colby, I drove, I rode over and I watched you in your gym in Baton Rouge. I think that was the first time we met and I watched you yep. work him out. And I, and you were the first fitness person that ever I'd ever worked with teaching where you act specifically like, what are we trying to do in his golf swing? And like, you just hammered that and he kept getting better and better. And then you came to mobile and we worked under that damn tent I had that I called a dome to trick you into coming. (laughs) (laughs) And we worked, worked. but we worked with smiley and I remember Robbie Shelton in college and a bunch of folks coming over, but it was so different because it was everything you did was I'd never seen a fitness person or a performance person in that field work specifically with what, I was trying to get him to do, but also work on the range where like, I'm trying to get him to hit it and you just lay him down on the ground and do some things. And then they, you know, we're able to do it better. <laughs> and that's right. I mean, that's kind of how it happened. And then you go to a Greg and then, you know, obviously there were some times that he, you know, as he's going through the corn ferry and all of a sudden he, 
he started telling me that he was talking with, with Greg and I noticed that some things in the way he talked about things and performance had changed. And that's, and then I started talking with Greg and next thing you know, we're all doing stuff together. And to yeah. me, it's been amazing from not only from each player we, and we've had some great successful players, but the best thing about it for me has been each of you has pushed me to get better and get better at what I do. And also not just on teaching, but as a person and get better at what I do. And you guys have been so valuable as sounding boards and friends. It's been an incredible relationship. And I think, I think we enjoy genuinely doing stuff together is why it comes across like it's so fun. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, my biggest thing was, I mean, you guys are great at what you do. And my goal throughout my whole career was, you know, to surround yourself by people that number one, you enjoy that you really like as a person, right? And right, um, right. <laughs> but who really matches the passion that you have, like with with your craft. And I think mm-hmm. I think you and Greg are the best at what you do. You know, I go out of my way to send people to you, and and I'll go out of my way. I mean, I've probably I've sent some NFL guys that I train to Greg, and you know, I'm always like constantly reaching out to both of you, saying, "Hey, I got this person. Like, can I give him your number or whatever it is?" I mean, to me, from a team concept. I've never worked on a better team and I get excited, you know, and I, you know, it gets my juices flowing. Like when we have an opportunity to, to be able to work together, like I, I really mm-hmm. cherish and I, I, I wait for those moments because well, I, I feel like we make, we all make each other better. And I mean, what's better than that, right? To be able to play a right. small part in an athlete's journey to become something, you know, a better version of themselves. And I think, you know, we try to check all the boxes. I mean, I think it's amazing. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to continue to do it for as long as I can with you guys. It's, an, it's a hell of a ride. And, and, like I said, I just look forward to it each and every time I get a chance to do it. I agree yeah. with that as well, Colby and Sartone. I just wanted to add Go ahead. to that. And, you know, early on, same thing, watching. I was attracted to sort of the way both of you guys work. I've never seen anyone pinpoint weaknesses in someone's physical game like Colby in terms of, uh, no, you know performance and and how quick he pinpoints it, and not only that, how quick he turns things around. Like while we're standing there on the range, all yeah. of a sudden the guy's got more speed, and five minutes he's doing some exercise, and, and and you know those real tangible examples and seeing kids like faces light up when they make those changes. And Tony, for you, like the simplicity in in what you teach and and breaking down sort of complicated ideas and having all these kids like we go to these camps and say like tony's the pied piper these kids will listen to anything he says right because you build that yeah. trust and, and and i was really sort of drawn to that as well and yeah we just make each other better like watching you guys work man i want to step in there and add this and and colby you said the most important thing it's about building trust and and having fun with with these guys too right like getting better yeah. we always said you can have fun and get better at the same time it's not a grind it doesn't have to be right and and that's been the best part of this it's I look forward to it as well, all the time, doing whatever we can to, to help people just enjoy the game more and get a little better. You know, and another question that came in was, like, how do you deal with high-performance athletes, you know, high-end players when everybody's different? And, you know, my answer to that, and bounce it off of you, but is I think that we look so big picture. Like, I know as instruction, like, when I look at a good player that comes to us, whether it's, you know, high school, college, mini tour, tour professional, I, I look at it like, one, what do they do well already? And then I look big picture, like what skill sets do they need to 
to improve to get to that level. And then I look at it from like, you know, I'm like, okay, so here I know this part isn't as good as it needs to be. And like Colby, I think the one thing that we all do so well is we look big picture together and we all stay in each other's lanes. Like I, I know when like it's something that's the reason they're struggling with whatever it is I'm asking is physical. And I'm like, you need to do the stuff he sent you, you know, or Greg, it's the same with you. Like if, cause so many things performance wise are stuff away from the golf course or what they're dealing with themselves. And like, I think we do, I think that's one thing that's so good is we all know our roles and we all know how to work together, but not overstep those bounds. And I think that's pretty important when people are working together. Yep. For sure. I also think everyone is different, but there's one, I think constant with anybody that's looking to improve and they want people around them that they trust. Right. And I think mm-hmm. we provide that and, and that they enjoy being with and providing that. That's a con that everybody needs that or, and wants that and looks for that. And then once you develop that, now you start to pick apart some of the individual differences. And, and if they're younger kids, you sort of build them up. And if they're, you know, two pros who are coming to us later in their career and you start stripping stuff away. So there's different ways to approach guys based on where they are. What were you going to say, Colby? No, I mean, I agree. Like, I think the most important thing, and I think what happens a lot of times in my arena, you know, in the fitness world, is, you know, what I've seen in the past is where those lines kind of get blurred. And, you know, I think what we do a very good job of is understanding, like you said, and you said it the best, like we all understand our role, and we know if we stick to all of our roles and we don't cross any of those lines and we stay in that team concept, then the results are going to take care of themselves, right? It's just going to be one of those things where we stay true to the task and we don't deviate from it and we all got each other's back and we're all on the same page. And I feel like, like what Doc was saying, when an athlete walks into a situation like that, like he feels completely confident on what he's doing and he buys Mm -hmm. into what we're trying trying to do with the athlete. Because if you've got an athlete that's going in and his instructor saying one thing, but then his trainers contradicting the other thing. And then you got his mental coach contradicting what both of the other guys are saying. Like, I feel like that's where things become unraveled. And I see a lot of that, especially in all, in the sports world. Right. Because I think that's what, when the athlete becomes more like when you got so many people telling an athlete so many different things, it's hard to be able to, to trust mm-hmm. what he's being told. You're right. So mm-hmm. I think what we do so well, I think what we do so well is we all understand our role and we all understand the process and we all understand that as we, as one goes, we all go, you know, and I think that's, that's the winning formula for anything. And I think that that's, I think it gets harder and it's hard with professional athletes because there's, like you said, Colby, Greg, there's so many people around and like, it doesn't take much for seeds of doubt to get planted. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. and if everybody, if people have, you know, if like you have a trainer that's saying, I think you ought to be doing this in instruction or a, whatever, you know, right. I mean, then all of a sudden, once a guy starts doubting, that's when normally the stuff doesn't work yeah. out right. long term. No, I mean, I, I agree totally. I mean, that's what you see all the time. Like, that's why when when I made it a point to where the first time I met you, I want to know exactly what you were doing and what you mm-hmm. needed out of your athlete for him to get better. And that's what it's all about. Because right. my job, my job is to get your athlete to be able to move the way we need him to be able to move, so you can do what you need to do to make that athlete a top player in the world. Like that's to me, that's what it's all about. So my role is to understand what you need and try to get what you need. Absolutely, it's as simple as that. No, no, and and you know, uh, we had one of the, along these questions and stuff. Somebody 
said, uh, you know, like, how does it work when y'all are together? And I always remember, like, on one of these, maybe it was Scott Lynn was talking, and I think you, we may have all been there, and Scott was like, how cool it was that, like, you know, we'd have a player in a bay, and all of us, you know, Scott's working with him, and all of a sudden he'll go, Colby, you need to do this. And then Colby will or be with somebody and be like, Tony, you need to jump in on this. Like his club face messed up, right? Like we all know, but like, you know, there aren't like set rules, but we kind of all know, or it'll be like, you know, you need to go out there. You're doing fine. You need to go out there and on the tee and like, and you and Greg just talk a few minutes, right? And get out of your own way. Right. Like, but there's like, you know, it's like, uh, I think when you work together longer and you start having a feeling for like when the right time to call each other in and do that is. Yep. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's fun, and I I still get a kick out of if I get a call from a client. So, oh, Tony sent me to you, or Colby recommended I call you, and and that that always that's really nice to get those calls and and know that that's probably the start of something really good, and you know like to reciprocate as best I can because I believe in you guys. I'm usually the last stop in, in our profession in terms of you know when someone comes <laughs> to see me there, they already have a coach, you know they already got a trainer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but trying to get guys to buy in because man it just accelerates the, i think the learning and enjoyment so much quicker when guys are getting a uh, consistent message from people who, who know what they're doing i agree with doctor 100 percent. i mean that but he might be the last stop but he's the missing piece you know what i mean that's why i always look <laughs> at it i always look at it from from that standpoint and that's why i mean i don't always hesitate it takes me 3.1 hundredths of a second to be like you need to go see doc because to me, like he might be, like I said, he might be left out, but I feel like he's the he's the last piece, or he's the most one of the most important pieces to get this athlete to where they need to be, and that's why it's so good to be able to work with him day in and day out. And I don't, I mean, it's just a no brainer for us to be able to get our athletes with him as fast as we can. You know, and the other thing is, I've had folks say like, hey, you know, we we're doing a bunch of stuff with young teachers on this golf development page that uh, me and. Jackson and Justin Parsons have done and getting all these young teachers. And they're like, well, I don't have access to a Colby or I don't have access to a Greg. I'm just starting out. And I'm like, you know, but everybody can find people that they trust in their area that are good at what they do and put themselves a team together and grow together. Cause like when we started with this, I mean, like Colby, I remember, I mean, you know, like you had Smiley and I think Andrew Loop and John Peterson probably about that time but yep. mainly Baton Rouge guys, you hadn't made the leap of faith to go down to Joey D yet. And, and Greg, I mean, I think you had a couple guys, but it wasn't, you know, what, like what you're doing now. And, and I think one of the cool things to me, and I know we've all talked about this and like, I've said this to you, Colby, is like, it's been fun watching us grow together, like watching our yep. careers grow and watching people have success. And I think that's a good, I think that's good advice for any young teacher coming up, like find yourself, some people in your area that you trust and that have this, like you went, go back to what Colby said, that have the same passion to make people better and have right. similar beliefs so that you can work together and you put your own team together. Yeah. It, it's a great, it's a great environment to not only work in, but to observe and, and to see how people work together and how exciting that is. I, I, I just, I can't say enough good things about that, that team approach. And when we started yeah. this way, there wasn't as many people on Instagram. I always, grade things by Instagram, like there wasn't as many people doing it, right? And I, I've had people, I had other teachers say to me, like, why are you using all these people? And why, you know, this, that, and the other? And it's like, well, we made people better together. And now, I mean, you can't, you can't log on without seeing somebody talk about 
their whole team and doing all this stuff together. So not that we started that, but I think that like that's more and more people are realizing that what we're doing is a great way to work to help people and going back to making people better. I mean, I agree. I mean, I feel like it goes back to what I said before. Like, I mean, I feel like for me personally, like all the success that, you know, even as I grow, you know, I think you guys have, have, you know, allowed me to be able to grow in my profession, you know, and every, every bit of success that I'll ever experience, it has to go back to the people that believe in you first, right? Like it's all part of that journey and, and being able to grow with, with men like you and, and, and to be able to build something that's bigger than yourself and be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Like, I mean, like I said, man, that's, that's the biggest blessing of all to be able to do that together. Two more things I'm under. One question was like, what are the things I've learned and applied from Colby and Greg? And Colby, the biggest thing I've learned from you is that like how much easier, like, you know, my belief system is like from a golf swing perspective. Like, I don't think it's as complicated. I think it's an athletic movement. If we can get the face square club relatively on the plane, but then we can teach the body to wind up and unwind and deliver the club. And to me, what I've learned from you is basically all these different ways to train a player to basically learn what, like you refer to as just a movement pattern, right? And that it's easier to do that most of the time without a club and a ball and with some of these exercises and bands. And then as they physically get able to do it better, they improve. And then from Greg, for you, it's the ability to create freedom and how important it is, you know, to help a player play with some freedom and to also accept who they are and accept things and that, that they're not weird or they're not crazy or whatever it is, you know, uh, instead of just the traditional stuff that I'd read growing up or been told in speeches about golf psychology. But those are the two like big tenets that I've learned. And I take that with every player that I work with. Yeah. I, I, I've learned a ton as well from, from both you guys, obviously, and, you know, Colby, how important like some of those little exercises and movements are and how quickly change can take place and how, and this has a lot to do with Colby, but how easy it is to, to actually sure. access some of that stuff and explain it. Right. And meaning yeah. like how, how simple Colby makes it sound in terms of what you need to do and what it's going to help you do. Right. And you hear him talking like, man, that makes so much sense. Right. It's not complicated. Yeah. And the kids, like, like I said before, their faces just light up and they're so excited and motivated now to go, get in the gym and do those exercises. And Tony, for you, and, and this is, I've been a believer in this a lot, and this is why I've drawn to you quite a bit. It's like, you don't need to fix everything all the time, right? Like, yeah. teachers sometimes, I think, feel a lot of pressure to make changes when guys come to see them. Someone's paying me a certain amount of money. i got to give them something to do. And I've seen you do this before. Say, hey, man, i got nothing for you. That looks awesome. Let's keep doing it, right? And, and it doesn't mean... You know, you're not doing any work. In fact, it's just the opposite. It's hard to do that, right? It's hard to tell a kid that everything looks pretty good and let's keep sort of figuring out maybe why we're doing this so we can keep doing it. And that's always yeah. been drawn to that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Like, with you guys, just real quick, like, with Tony, is the same thing as Doc says. It's like the ability to be able to communicate what you're trying to accomplish with the swing and how you can pinpoint exactly what's going on. Like, I mean, I've always been fascinated how, you can see a swing that's going that's so fast and you can pick up something just on a ball flight on what's happening mm-hmm. with the club face or it could be from a plane standpoint and all this stuff. And then from Doc, it's just his ability to, I mean, people completely gravitate to him. And, I mean, I think that's just a testament to him from as just a person and being as a good human. You know, like it's easy to gravitate to someone who you know 
you know, is going to tell you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And I feel like that says a lot from a trust concept and just to see him work with athletes and see the success that he's, his athletes have had just by going to him in such a short amount of time, being able to free him up. And it's the big thing, like you said, Tony, before is the freedom concept. Like, yeah, how he's able to, how he's able to articulate that and be able to get people to believe that. And I think that's just amazing. And again, Greg, this is a compliment to you. I, I, I always go back to the, I referred somebody to him one time who was a college player and, and he called him and they talked a couple of times. And then I saw him at the lesson and I said, uh, and you know, this is like, he could, he couldn't go to Boston. He talked to him on the phone. And I said, how'd it go? And he said, man, it was great. He's like, it felt like I was just sitting and talking and having a beer with somebody I could trust. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool though. Right. Cause that's not like going to a doctor's office and laying on a couch. Yeah, there's you know? a big stigma still attached to like what we do. That's what I need. Break down some of that stigma so it's more accessible for for people, and especially in speaking to the accessibility of, of getting to work with good people. Like you know, Kobe's as good as it gets. Tony, you're as good as it gets. But we still work with people who want to reach out, random people. Yeah. Hey, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to reach out. And I'm not I'm not saying yeah. that to like drum a business, but what I mean is it, it's there for you. Right, and not often. Yeah. Every anyone who's who's attained a certain level of competency, maybe see people on Instagram. They're always oh, got a thousand, whatever, hundred thousand followers, and oh, that guy's never gonna work with me. But don't be afraid. Reach out. There's good people out there. And Colby, yeah. not to not to pimp you too much, but coming out in the next couple of weeks, you've got an app which I have strongly encouraged all of my players, college players, and high school players. Where really, I think technology is changing a lot of what we do, and I actually think that. I'm the biggest benefit of this because my players can work even easier with you and with Greg, because like with this app that you're launching, I mean, it's, it is phenomenal. Basically players can work with you and get the same stuff that they're working with. If, if they come to Doral and, and at the Rick Smith performance, they're working with me and you there, or you, me and Greg, it's that, that app that you're launching is going to be a game changer for folks that want to want the best that can work, work remote. Yeah, I mean, from the fitness world, you know, and especially in golf fitness, like I wanted to create something that, that could touch as many people and change as many people and help as many people as possible. So I figured that this was the right path for me to take finally and, you know, and just be able to educate and communicate with athletes and just not just athletes, just anybody that wants to get better. Like there's going to be programs on there that you can follow and it's going to be it's the programs that I use with some of the best athletes in the world, some of the best golfers in the world. And you know, it's an opportunity to let anyone who wants to learn more about golf fitness and, and why these exercises that I use and, and exercises that I've kind of created in my my mind, it all kind of was an opportunity for me to, to finally to do it. Then I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to finally get it done. So usually it's probably going to be around the first of the year and we're going to have programming and we'll have some on-demand, on-demand uh, streaming content that you can get on there and, and follow some things and hopefully – you know, everybody will enjoy it and be able to get better, you know. So it's going to be exciting, so I really look forward to it. Kobe, what's the name of it? Are you allowed to say the name of it? Yeah, it's called Hit It Great. So it's going to be Hit It Great on the Apple platform, and then you're going to be able to go in and and look for that. We're trying to figure out. We just finished some beta testing, so just be on the lookout, and we're going to have – we'll be blasted all over the social media world, and and hopefully we'll be able to come back on here and do some podcasts, and we can even talk about it on there some. And um, yeah, but yeah, and then like I said, I want to be able to bring you guys in on there too for some on-demand content to where 
people can kind of see the team and and see what we do and and take some cool stuff where people can like to get on there and follow it and you know I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. And last question, and this is for each of you. This was this came from like our golf development page. Was so Greg, if uh, and and Colby, each of you, if somebody was graduating from school or whatever, and they were young and they were just starting out, going into the into the business or the world of you know golf or sports performance and psychology, and Colby into your side on the fitness side, what would be one piece of advice you'd give them from your side? Somebody starting out. Greg, go first. Uh, I would say find a great mentor. I had one. She was my advisor in grad school. She wasn't a golfer by any means, didn't know anything about golf, but helped me help myself to be myself. And she always said to me that that's, Colby, you mentioned this before, that when people gravitate to you, you're authentic and you're yourself. So find yourself a mentor. Be true to who you are. Don't get caught up in the latest fad and what may sound popular Find what works. Get as many hours as you can in front of people. Get a good mentor and be true to yourself. Colby, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I mean, kind of to piggyback off Doc, like it's kind of the same. You know, I would, I would find someone that you, that you find interested in the way they train. I mean, there's so many types of training. There's so, and they all work, right? I mean, I, I think what mm-hmm. happens in my field is there's so we spend so much time, and it's, and you know, it's one of those deals where instead of just seeing what the person's doing, you know, seeing how they train is like what Doc said, like reach out and like ask those questions, like go, mm-hmm. you know, like I got people that come watch me train all the time. You know I mean? It's not mm-hmm. something that I want to hoard in, in a box and like this yeah. is my secret sauce and I don't want to share that with the world. Right. And to me, the more people you're able to share it with, it's going to make them better. It's going to help our industry. So yeah. I would say reach out and try to get as educated as you can. Like go go watch people train. Like look at the way they train, ask the questions, you know, find you like Doc said, find you a mentor. Like find someone that you can go spend two days to train. Like I got I mean, just perfect example is like Jackson. Jackson who works with you, Tony, and does all the stuff yep. from a from a construction standpoint. Like he's coming down and he's gonna spend a couple of days because he just wants to see how it all works out. So from mm-hmm. a training standpoint, I feel like you know, like Doc said, find a mentor, find someone that you respect in the industry and try to learn from that person, you know, try to try to see what it's all about. It's not all just books and goniometers and, and, you know, and just all this stuff where you're just kind of regurgitating a lot of the same stuff. But like when you're able to sit with someone and uh, someone who's authentic enough and, and that you feel like you can learn something from them, like that's what it is. I feel like in our industry, what's kind of short-sighted is you see on the social media platforms like, it's only their way and everybody else is terrible and everybody else is horrible and the way they train is terrible and they spend more time on people's comments like telling them what they're doing wrong instead of asking what they're doing right i love that i love that and i and i and my advice to a teacher it's exactly the same but like find the mentors surround yourself with people that'll push you but also i think it's important like don't be afraid to involve other teachers or other people to help you, right? It's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for help and having people around you that you trust. And, uh, I mean, this was awesome. And Colby, Greg, one, thanks for spending Christmas Eve morning with me for a few minutes here on the phone. And, uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. And also, I can't wait. I can't wait for 2022. I appreciate personally everything you guys have done this year, especially in years past to help keep my ass in the middle of the road and keep pushing me to do better, and I can't wait to do more with us this next year. It's going to be fun. 
Thank you, Tony. I feel the same way. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. And uh, I think Kobe would agree. Our, 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 uh, the bulk of our work is keeping your ass in the middle of the road. I'll tell you what. I tell you what, I wouldn't want to spend Christmas with anybody else but you two right now. <laughs> no, no, I can tell you this: Yvonne would, Yvonne would gladly right now ship me to both of you. <laughs> we got uh, room. You're more than welcome. Um, there's, um, there's nobody that more thankful for you two than Yvonne. <laughs> yeah. But hey, man, like that's what it's all about. Like I feel like. A lot, you know, me and Doc keeping you in the middle of the road, but I mean, what's better than that, right? I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like you know, like what we've been able to accomplish in such a sh- in such a short amount of time. I feel the sky's the limit for what we're going to be able to accomplish in the years to come, and I look forward to doing it with you both. Dream team, baby, yeah, guys. It's it's going. I'm gonna pimp our. I'm gonna go ahead and and push. I mean, this <laughs> stuff, Colby. Colby, this stuff that we did down at, at Rick Smith at Trump Doral a couple weeks ago. That facility was off the chain. I mean, it was awesome being down there. Greg, I can't wait to bring you down there in a few weeks. Looking forward to it. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's going to be a cool spot. It's closer to Colby. I can get you there more. We're going to have some fun doing some cool stuff there. I can't wait. Awesome. Guys. All right, guys. Merry wait. Christmas, everybody. Merry we'll Christmas, talk to you guys. Soon. Thank you. All right. All right. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to this edition of Tour Coach. I want to take a minute and thank Cordy Walker and Golf Science Lab, as well as my sponsors, Shrikshan, Buick, Bushnell, and Vineyard Vines for helping make all of this possible and helping me share my insights with you. If you like what you've heard, why don't you check out more on the Dew Sweepers channel on YouTube, as well as the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, or go to dewsweepersgolf.com to find out more about my teaching, my travels, and where you can find out more about me.